Good morning, everyone. Um, obviously, we are going to start with the biggest news story that's out there right now. We are still going to talk about what happened at Mar-a-Lago and the latest with President Trump. Uh, the former president of the United States pleading the fifth uh, to other uh, accusations in a completely different case. So this has been a crazy legal week for the former president. Uh, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, had talked uh, has made his first statements regarding this um, raid, but we really don't know what's happened there. There's rumors out there, but we don't know. So we, uh, when it comes to all of these things, when it comes to uh, what happened um, at the at the president's home, we aren't sure yet. We aren't sure, but they. Are, Christopher Ray was talking about. Um, Threats being made now against the FBI and against law enforcement and how despicable he thinks it is. And any threats made against law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, uh, as with any law enforcement agency, are, are deplorable and dangerous. And he and I agree with him. Listen, you're, I will tell you that I am still holding out to find out exactly what happened and why they did this. I am still working behind the scenes. I don't have all of the answers. I may not have any of the answers, but I talk to people that know what they're talking about. I reach out to experts when I can, and I'm not looking for anybody to tell me what I want to hear. I just want to know from their experience what they believe, what they know, and what is what I'm hearing overwhelmingly from people is that the the optics of what happened by going into with a warrant like this and you can say raid is an inflammatory term no it isn't that's gaslighting to say that it's it's it was a raid they went in in full, you know, they had bulletproof vests on and they had weapons. Um, and I don't think they were expecting a gunfight, but they went in like they would with any other criminal investigation. And it was the first time it's ever happened to a former president of the United States. So the people that absolutely despise this president will continue to say, well, there's never been a president that tried to take over the government. And okay. The fact of the matter is he's a former president of the United States. The White House claims they weren't notified that this was happening. I don't know of anyone, anyone who believes that. I have either side of this debate. Everybody laughed off the fact that Joe Biden in the White House was not informed of this happening. But from what I'm being told that this was an overreach – Again, to be fair, that doesn't mean that Donald Trump didn't do something wrong. He may have. But going about it the way they did, storming his house, um, a warrant, and what we hear from his lawyer is that she was uh, asked to read the warrant. They said, we don't have to show you the warrant. They let her see it from a distance, and finally they let her read the warrant, and she's the one who said it's weak. She said it's very weak. Now, I don't know that. You don't know that. Why the president won't talk about it or why his lawyers won't talk about what was in the warrant, I don't know the answer to that either. So when we have all of these unanswered questions, how do we jump to a conclusion? But I agree with Christopher Ray when he says he's the FBI director, when he says that, you know, law threats against law enforcement is is deplorable. And he goes on to say this. The men and women of law enforcement, including the men and women of the FBI, make heroic sacrifices for uh, everyone in this country. And it takes an incredibly special person to be willing to get up every day and give his or her life, sacrifice his or her life for a total stranger. Uh, and so it's important uh, that we view the men and women of law enforcement as people, uh, as a resource to cherish. 
I absolutely agree with that statement as well. The only issue here is Christopher Ray is a politician. He's a bureaucrat. And when you get to the upper echelon and leadership in an organization like that, you are a bureaucrat and you have a responsibility. And the way I've had this explained to me is that the Washington field office and the bureaucrats, their job is to keep the politics out of the field offices, that the field offices are supposed to be unbiased and impartial and investigate everything exactly the same way. The only thing that they should be looking for is the truth. And so to have a team from the Washington field office travel down to Miami to do this, it looks really weird to the people that have done this before. That it should have been the the Miami field office who had investigators go to that house if somebody needed to go into that house. Why did you have to put together a team of people from the Washington field office? It is not something that's done normally. And so then the other side of that says, well, it was a former president. So you're saying that the Miami field office wasn't capable of it. And it was so important that the Washington field office went – But they didn't notify the White House that something was happening. Something just doesn't seem right in that regard. That being said, the comparison that's being made now is to the Hillary Clinton emails where nothing was being done. And I will tell you, I was outraged at – when the, the Secretary of State had was what was being careless with um, classified documents. Not only were they being sent on unsecure servers, um, they were being sent in places they said, don't do this, don't use your Blackberries, don't use your phones, don't use devices in certain places when you're in certain countries, and they were. And not only, and, and they ended up finding classified documents on the husband, Anthony Weiner, the husband of Huma Abedin. Isn't so that was, I thought, egregious. So, in fairness, she should be treated like Trump. That's the argument from my side of the aisle. I agree with that. If one person is behaving egregiously, they should be treated the same way, one or the other. But the other side of that coin is also true, which is if the former president had documents that legally he wasn't supposed to have. And I don't know the legality of it. I will tell you I don't know. But if he did, there's got to be accountability for him too. Now, can he classify or declassify a document whenever he wants to because he's the president? Yes, he can. In many cases, he can. So there are so many questions in the air. There are so many things going on right now. Jumping to a conclusion one way or the other, all I'm able to do is go to people that have done this before, that have been in law enforcement, that are asking questions like, why is this happening 90 days before an election? 90 days before a primary, why is this happening? And it is a good question. In the political climate we live in, and let's let's go back as well. The the beginning of the investigations into the former president happened before he was sworn into office, and they continued throughout his presidency. So I think they have every reason to be a little bit paranoid about the investigations and the, to the lengths that they will go. And if you aren't willing, because there are a lot of people out there that think that this president's guilty, that he was a horrible human being and a horrible president, and that he should be held accountable, and they should do all of those, that he should just be gone, he should never be able to run for president again. You have every right to believe that. All I'm asking you to do is be open-minded to the fact that they started and found nothing. Adam Schiff in my opinion, 
Adam Schiff should not be the chairman of the Intelligence Committee in the House of Representatives. He said over and over and over again. Do you remember the when we were talking about the election being stolen here in Arizona and the audit that was going on? And there were people that were going around saying that they had evidence that the election was stolen. And then they never produced evidence. And everybody on the other side of the aisle was pointing at them and saying, if you got evidence, let's see it. You can't keep saying you have evidence. And then if somebody said, well, when there's smoke, there's fire. Well, Adam Schiff did that for almost four years. So did Jerry Nadler and the Judiciary Committee. They did exactly the same thing. They ran investigation after investigation after investigation. They spent millions of dollars looking into the former president with accusations of Russian collusion and the dossier and all these other things, and they came up with nothing. Then the Mueller investigation happened. Then the Mueller report happened. Then the testimony about the report happened, and nothing ever came of it. So if you're going to be upset that they're paranoid, the people that are are diehard supporters of the former president are paranoid when the president says they're not after me, they're after you, I'm just in the way, that they're going to try to get rid of him because he stands in the way of their agenda. Well, there's a reason why people believe that. These are not crazy people. These are good people that are watching the federal government go on a witch hunt for four years after an active president. And now after the presidency is over, they're going after him again. And that's how it appears to them. And I'm telling you, come out of your political bubble because that's how a lot of people see this. There are a lot of people out there new to this. That don't have an opinion one way or the other, that don't love nor do they hate the former president, that are looking at what happened at that home and are saying, this is a mess. Why would you need to go in the way you went in when you could have just subpoenaed documents? And as of now, there has not been any explanation. And I think there should be in the coming days. The American people have a right to know why you did this. If there's a justified reason for it, you could explain this away pretty quickly. Saying that you're not going to talk just makes people believe there's something there that needs to be said. In a moment, we shift gears. Senator Mark Kelly went to the border. He's talking about filling in the gaps in the border fence in southern Arizona and what it's going to do. And we also have some new and updated news on the people that are being brought to D.C. and New York City. They were asked in interviews, are you being tricked into coming here or did you want to come here? Going to talk about their answers next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. As always, we appreciate you spending part of your Thursday morning with us. Uh, been a list of topics that seem to be pretty consistent uh, in what's happening, and um, it's because things aren't changing much, at least not changing in the right direction. Um, and there have been new wrinkles that have come into this. The conversation about what happens at our southern border is now becoming a national conversation, although I think it's a national concern, and there are many people that follow it. They don't understand it as well as a border state does. It just makes sense. We live here. We feel the effects of this. We know people that are directly involved if we aren't directly involved. But there are a couple of headlines that I thought were interesting. 
Uh, Mark Kelly, Senator Mark Kelly, was uh, down at the border, and uh, he went down and said the fix, uh, the fix is like border policy itself, incomplete. He described the situation at the border as a crisis, said that comprehensive immigration reform is something that U.S. certainly needs. I would agree with the senator that we need, we need immigration reform. I would agree with that, and I think there are a lot of people on the right side of the aisle that agree with that. The problem that people have, like myself, is that border security Security comes first. And if it, for a multitude of reasons, a multitude of reasons for people on both sides of the issue, the border crisis that is being created or has been created and has been exacerbated during this administration by its horrible policies is causing a, uh, a human um, a hum, you know, an, an inhumane crisis. It is uh, human rights violations at the border. And I want to repeat something that happened a couple of months ago, and then it went away. The southern border of the United States has been deemed the most dangerous land crossing in the world. Now, I want you to, I want you to think about that. When you think about what happens in the Middle East, when you think about some of the, the things that we've seen in the last few years, the war in Syria that was, that's been raging on, the fact that ISIS and the uprising of ISIS, where ISIS controlled uh, almost the entire border between Iraq and Syria, you would think that would be the most dangerous land crossing on the planet. And maybe at that time it was. Now it's the U.S. southern border, the most dangerous land crossing on the planet. So we have a crisis that is a national security crisis. It's a danger to our citizens, but it's also a danger to the people that are crossing. And, um, you know, Senator Kelly saying what he's saying is a, is welcomed that, hey, we're going to fill in some of the border fence problems. You know, the president of the United States, if and if Mark Kelly, if Senator Kelly was able to pull the president in that direction, even a step or two, it was President Biden that said not one more inch or one more foot of wall will be built. That's that was his campaign promise that not another foot of wall would be built. And now they're given permission to fill in some of the gaps. Now, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the policies of Mark Kelly necessarily. I think Senator Kelly and I disagree politically on almost everything. But if he was able to move the White House on that, good for Arizona, good for him. But it certainly isn't stepping. It isn't a is is not a solution to the problem. Um. How about this headline? A Chandler Church extends help helping hand to refugees. Um. This Chandler Church, uh, the Grove in, in Gilbert, great church, by the way, is one of five East Valley churches that host a welcome center for refugees seeking asylum in their first stop of turning themselves in at the southern border and spending time in detention centers. Um, they also are helping the East Valley. Um, one of the pastors from the Vineyard Church in Gilbert. And this is where I think we, we should understand, at least I understand very well, and I hope you do as that you do too. Uh, churches don't see borders like the rest of us see borders. What they do is they see needs and they fill needs, and they should. And we are burdening where those churches could be helping and, and be more focused on the needs of people in their community that live in their community full time. This is what's happening. This is why we sent busloads of people to New York and to Washington, D.C. to send the message and say this is a small taste of what we endure every single day. And here it leads me to the story I mentioned earlier um, 
Illegal immigrants bust. This is I'm just reading from this story. Um, denied that they are being tricked into buses. They told the Daily Caller News Foundation. Um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, said uh, agreed with and echoed the claim of the Washington D.C. mayor, saying that people were being tricked and forced onto buses. So people did what you're supposed to do. Then they took cameras and microphones and interviewed people getting off the buses and asked them if they were being tricked, and they said no. They offer it to us. Here's a quote. No, they offer it to us. They offer it to us for free to help those of us who don't have money for free. There are people who cross and they do have the money and they pay for a flight. But then the bus is voluntary. If you want, what they do is they forward us all the way to Washington. And from here, we look for the organizations to help us so that we can get to our destination. Because at least for us, that foundation gave us tickets. So they haven't been forced. This isn't something they've been forced into. So the narrative that this is somehow nefarious is wrong. And so I just there's got to be a solution and you got to we got to stop with the political fights all the time because both sides of the aisle are going to be necessary to fix it. Gatos is going to join me in a moment. It's the big Q poll question of the day, and we're going to shift to the economy and uh, something I have been raging about for months. We'll talk about that just after nine o'clock. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Good morning. I've got something fun uh, planned for us. Oh, good. Well, you know, you and I are always looking to do something fun together. Sure. All right. Are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Me and you are going to uh, uh, be um, election workers. Okay. We're going to go. Maricopa County is looking to hire thousands of workers for the November election. Mm -hmm. You and I should go and do this. And and go train to be poll workers? Yeah. Yeah, we should totally, you know, help count votes. If, like, you know, like, I don't know if there's, like, a candidate we don't like and we're counting the votes, you know, we chuck one in the garbage. It happens, right? Yeah, but wouldn't we be canceling each other out in some cases? In some cases, because I'm an independent. Do you see yourself voting for any Democrat? No. That's hard for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to vote for, you know, Republicans and Democrats, but maybe you could just turn the, you know, turn the other way if I, you know, if I see a Republican I don't like and I chuck it in the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only problem with that is that you and I have to be here on Election Day. Oh, all right, I'll keep working. All right. I'll keep thinking. I'll keep thinking. All right, maybe maybe that's not the best thing for us to be doing. Maybe we just keep – why don't we just do what we do now, and that's hang out at halftime during Cardinals games and I like drink, our, drink our troubles away. I like that, too. All right, screw, screw the election. Right. I'll see you at the Cardinals game. Right. <laughs> um, all right, uh, what do you got for a question? All right, here's my question. What category are you in politically? So I'm naming them all. Hopefully I didn't leave anything out. There's so many different ones, right? Ultra MAGA, conservative Republican, independent, Democrat, super progressive. Did I miss anything? Um, what don't they have? Aren't they uh, AOC and Bernie Sanders? Aren't they Democratic socialists? I put that down as more super progressive. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, 34 percent say independent. Yeah. I just, I, 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 you know, there's some people that say, oh, I'm an independent voter. Like, I've got a buddy. He goes, oh, I'm an independent. I go, wait a minute. Aren't you a registered Republican? Yeah. I, don't you love Trump and, like, all that? Yeah. I go, you're not an independent. 
You're not an independent. Someone, you know, looks at both sides, will vote for both sides. And I like being an independent. Would he not vote for both sides? He would not vote for both sides. Okay. All right. So just so like if there was a candidate that he came along that was more moderate or was on the other side of the aisle that he thought was better, he wouldn't vote for that candidate. I don't think so. Well, then, yeah. So then he's not an independent. No, that's what I keep telling him. All right. So uh, but being an independent, I like to not like either side. That's that's what I like to. I like to. I like to bash both sides because I don't like either side. And that's a fair assessment of you. I would say that that's accurate. That's you are very self-aware in that regard. I am very self-aware in that regard. <laughs> Gatos, <laughs> you always make me laugh, man. Great question. All right, I'll uh, count our, count down the days till we uh, meet at halftime at the Cardinals game. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks, Gatos. All right. All right, the big Q poll question of the day is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, federal income tax collection sets another record. So we're going to talk about that and how the economy is playing out. All of that is all coming up here in the next hour of the show.